0: how you doing? Come on everybody feel good this morning. Now come on I gotta give me a little more energy than that. You feel good this morning. All right, we're getting there. That's awesome. Hey, we're excited about guys night this Thursday. It's going to be awesome. You saw that encounter that tonight is encounter night. Make sure that you are here in the room. It's going to be great. But this Thursday for all of you guys, I want to make sure that you're making plans to be there. It's going to be a very impactful night. I think it's going to be a a marker for so many of us. Uh, Last one was incredible. This one will be even better. And so I want you to make sure that you make this a priority. Sometimes a a, a lot of a lot of times we we don't prioritize the things that are most important we prioritize the things that are most urgent and sometimes those things aren't the same and so some some of us we really for guys look at me guys I I want you prioritize the things that are most important not just the things that are urgent because we got urgent things all the, t- right? Come on, everyone. We got urgent things all the time, but we got to prioritize the things that are most important. And so this Thursday is going to be awesome. It's going to be great. We got, I, I think we got like 12, like a, over a thousand chick, Chick-fil-A nuggets coming. That's right, baby. So if Jesus can't get you there, nuggets came. Chick-fil-A can. So uh, we'll, we'll take we'll take you anyway. You, you come hungry for the word or for chicken. We'll we'll take either one. Um, how's everybody feeling? You feeling good? Feeling good. You feeling good. If you're here for the first time, listen. If you're here for the first time, watching online or here in the room, know this: We prayed for you to be here today. We pray for you to come to this seat, to be in this place, to be watching online at this moment. You have already been prayed for. And because you've already been prayed for, we know, listen, we believe that God has you not just here by accident. It's here on purpose. So we're so excited that you are here this morning. Come on, church. We're excited that you're here this morning. We're so glad you're here. and We pray that you feel right at home. It's not just a church you attend, but this is a church you belong to and and and, and finding those places where you can uh, put your roofs down. I, um, Want to talk about this idea, um, and I'll get into it in a second. Uh, we took our kids to um, to go uh, to uh, trunk or treat thing. You know, you know where people are like, hey, you know, we're not going to put our candy in a in our house. We're going to take it, put it in a car, and you can just do a, a lap of like fifty cars and get just a, loads of candy in very short time. It's awesome and so there's this uh big trunk or treat thing that we're going to um and uh as we're going to it we're all dressed up in our ninja turtle outfits thankful to my wife for that they were tight and uncomfortable but that's okay it was it was all for the gram and so we're getting there. we're getting there we're driving and, and everybody else in tulsa i guess wanted to go to the same place we did and so there was a long line and we're get, you know driving and Watson's like, why is this taking forever? And I was like, well, you know, everybody's getting there. And, and, and you guys know like in traffic where you have one line that's the right line. Then you have the other, the other lane that's open that no one's in because that's not the lane that you have to be in to go down this road. But it's open a little bit for the one people... I think, you know what, I'm going to sneak by everybody else who's been waiting for 15 minutes, and I'm going to just nose myself in there, because I got to, now listen, if you're that person, we're not mad at you. There's a lot of grace for you, but can I tell you something? Now I get it, you got an emergency, your leg's been chopped off, you got to go. So I get that. But sometimes there's just like some common courtesy that you're looking at everybody else in that line. You know what I'm talking? I'm, I'm, listen, maybe it's just me. Y'all are the speeders that jump in front of line. Hey, I love you. That's great. That's the way you drive. The Lord will deal with you. So I'm in this line, and we're trying to get there, and this guy zooms up. And I don't know what happened to our line that I was in, but everybody just decided, not today, Satan everybody got so close i mean we were so close everybody was so and you know what i was right there with him i was like buddy i mean i was right in front right behind this toyota highlander and i was like i'm gonna kiss your bumper man and i'm getting there and you don't look at the person that's trying to sneak in you're like buddy you're gonna have to get in an accident you're gonna want to get in this lane now and so i'm like god so close and just like you're gonna let him in gonna let him? no he's got to learn a lesson Because I got to get up there. I'm next. I'm next. Right, anybody else ever feel like this? I'm the only one unsaved in the church. (laughs) I was like, I'm next, man. You, listen, should have got up earlier, should have made something, you should, this is not my problem. I got in this lane and I'm going. Listen, this is not how you serve the Lord. But I felt so good about this right now. Just driving, I'm like, this guy can kiss my rear bumper. I don't even care. I'm not moving. Listen, somebody else that loved Jesus behind me <laughs> made room for him. He came, so he's right behind me. And we're going to the same trunk or treat. <laughs> Turn on my blinker. He turns on his blinker. I was like, oh, Jesus, help me. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, what is wrong with me? What, what's wrong? No, no, seriously, what's the malfunction? in my life, that I could not hit the brakes and say, here you go, Ben. It's all right. We're all going to the same place. You, you, what was it? Because sometimes I let this thing inside of me say, if I don't get up there, it's going to run out. Because I'm next. I, I'm next. And, and listen, that, that, pervasive attitude that sometimes will stick its ugly head up in our lives, will choke out the generosity that God wants us to live with, and will choke out the generosity that we have so richly received, right? We've all, we, listen, I throw, my, throw myself under the bus. There have been moments that I have taken the other lane. Because i got to get somewhere. And I'm like, man, somebody's just going to have to let me in. Right? I'm just going to have How many times do we, when we need grace, we're like, okay, come on, somebody show me some grace. But when it's our time to show grace, we're like, you're getting the law right up your own keister. Right? This is something I'm struggling with. God, help me be better. Because I don't want to live like this. And I know it's just candy, but, man, I'm not running out tonight. (laughs) I'm next. I read this scripture in Mark chapter 5. Let me set the stage. Jerry, a synagogue ruler, somebody who was never supposed to talk to Jesus, was at his most desperate. His daughter was dying. So he runs to Jesus. Jesus. Listen, not supposed to be talking to Jesus. He was actually the one that was upsetting every religious leader. Jairus was one of not just a Pharisee, was a synagogue ruler. Came to Jesus and said, will you please do something? My daughter's dying." And Jesus said, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. And Jairus must be thinking, thank God. That somebody can answer a prayer when no one else can fix my daughter. Jesus can. And I don't care who's saying what about him. If he fixes my my daughter, I'll worship him forever. I don't care what they say, that he's a heretic, that he's a, I don't care. I I just need somebody to save my daughter. Jesus starts walking that way to the disciples in the middle of this. As Jerry's just thinking, okay, we got to go, 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 go. My daughter's dying. A woman is thinking, Jesus is going to heal me. And in the middle of this crowd, reaches out, touches his garment, and the moment is healed. And Jesus stops all of it and says, who touched me? Which there's a whole sermon in that whole thing. And he stops Finds out it's this woman, starts talking to her, and said, you're healed. You're healed. In fact, Mark chapter 5, look at this. Mark chapter 5, verse 34, he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. But while he was still speaking to her, messengers arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. They told him, your daughter is dead. There is no use troubling the teacher now. But Jesus overheard them and said to Jairus, do not be afraid. Don't be afraid. Just have faith. And I don't want you to see the perspective of the woman right now. I want you to look at eyes like you would if you were Jairus and think I was supposed to be next. But somebody cut in line. Somebody got ahead of me. And now my daughter's dead because of it. No, no, no. Have you ever felt that before? Where somebody else has gotten the answer you've been praying for? Where somebody else got the help that you so desperately needed? Where somebody else got the healing? Because if you start down that road, I'm sure Jarius was right there. We were on our way. My daughter was going to be saved. And then somebody else got in when I was supposed to be next. I was next. But somebody else jumped in front of me. And now my daughter's dead. It's not that I just have to wait a little longer. It's now over because somebody else got in front of me. And 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 times in our lives where this has happened or maybe is happening right now and it's choking out the life that God wants us to live with and the openness that God wants us to live with because we think this, that there is not room enough for both of us. There's not room enough. There's not time enough. There's not not enough answers. There's not enough healing. And some of us would love, oh, God's got healing for everybody. But in the back of our mind, we're thinking, but I got to get up there first. And so we're seeing things happen, and we're like, why is God fixing their marriage and not fixing mine? Why is their marriage flourishing and mine isn't? Why are they getting a relationship and I'm not getting a relationship? Why am I still single after all these years? I've been praying for a baby for this long, but everybody else is having babies and baby showers and getting all the presents. It seems like God's blessing everybody else but me. I'm in the way back, and it seems like people keep going up that lane and getting in front of me, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting, and God is not doing anything, and we think, maybe there's just not room enough, maybe, maybe, that God just says, it's this person, but it's not this person, because there's not room enough for both of us. And first and foremost, if you think that first, got to start thinking, okay, God, I know there's room enough for both of us, but God, can you help my heart? Because all I think about is me being next. And the way that you do that first and foremost is you've got to see things from other people's point of view. Jarius was waiting for 12 minutes. She was waiting for 12 years. She tried. She tried everything, and nothing helped. Jerius was waiting for just this. And, and you don't know the hell that somebody else has been through, Come on. Come on, ben. but all you see is their answer, wow. and you're not answered. Wow. So all of you say, you say "Oh, it's, it, what, what's wrong with me?" or "Why did they get to go ahead of me?" Jerius thinking the same thing. Jesus, why are you letting? This woman, get ahead of me. And all the while, not realizing that there's a difference. Here, Listen, there's a difference between sympathy and empathy. See, a lot of us have sympathy for people. Let me me explain this. Sympathy is saying, I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry that you're going through that. Empathy says, I want to feel what you're feeling. Jarius looks at this woman and says, I'm sorry, right? He can look at this woman and say, I'm sorry that you're going through this. But empathy would say, you've been waiting for 12 years? I can't believe how that would feel. But see, uh, in, in our lives, in the culture that we live in, we don't want to put ourselves in other people's shoes, we're not taught this i'm telling you empathy is a lost art and it's something that god is asking us to revive in our heart again feel what somebody else feels not just feel sorry for them they don't need your pity they need your feeling and empathy that says i'm feeling What you feel, I feel your loss, I feel your pain, I feel your desperation, I feel your hurt. I'm actually putting myself in your shoes because if you only live by sympathy, what you do is it actually uh, creates a tear where you look down on somebody and say, I'm sorry you feel like that, but empathy actually puts you all on the same playing field. And so we've had so much in our culture yelling, oh, we need to unify, we need to unify, we need to unify, do you know... The secret ingredient to uni, unified, being unified is empathy. Is actually feeling what somebody else feels. So, so, so what they don't vote like you? Why don't you try feeling what they feel? So, so what they don't look like you? Why don't you try feeling what they, oh, they don't deserve, oh, stop. That is what's dividing all of us. It's what's dividing churches. It's what's dividing families. It's what's dividing countries. It's what's dividing our world is that we cannot put ourselves in somebody else's shoes because we only want them to put themselves in our shoes. And so, because of that, we stand by ourselves and keep trying to push people out of the way and saying, I'm next. Instead of having empathy and saying, "I'm so," I'm not only so sorry that that happened, but I'm actually trying to feel what you're feeling. I know my daughter is dying, but you've been dying for 12 years, and I'm I'm, I'm asking all of us: Can we do this? And ask God to stop to help us stop. Standing on our moral high ground and looking down at other people, well, they should have got a job, or they should have done this, or they should have done this, and it's their own fault, and they've made their own mess. Stop. It's just dividing us. If you can let empathy start filling your heart and start actually feeling what people feel, maybe you'll let people in front of you. And say, here you go. God will take care of my candy fix. I'm okay. Go ahead. Because if you don't do that, what happens then, if you can't put yourself in somebody else's shoes, what you then start believing at at this moment is that this is all on me. I've got to fix this. This is all on me. And this lie started to grow with Jairus. Look at, look at the, the, verse 35 um, in Mark chapter 5. It said this, while he was still speaking to her, messengers arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue, and they told him, your daughter's dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. Translation, this is on you. She's dead. This thing is all on you. And 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 we do this too. We start thinking, well, my financial problems, I'm on my own. My 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 issues with my family, I'm on my own. My uh, my stuff, my habitual things that I can't quit, it's on my own. My my negative thoughts and my uh, emotions that run wild, I'm on my own. And we start doing that. Listen, there's nothing wrong with having personal responsibility, but there's something wrong when personal responsibility morphs and mutates into isolation that's different there's nothing wrong with having personal responsibility saying hey i gotta do some things but there's something wrong when you say it's always only on me and you isolate yourself and now you don't give trouble to god you just keep trouble for yourself stop troubling the teacher stop troubling him And when you do this, what happens, when we do this, what happens is we don't see help, even from people who try to help us. We don't see that they're trying to help. We just see they're trying to hurt us too. I grew up on a farm. We had tons of animals. I'm a, I love dogs. If you love cats, we love you too. But, 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 you know, I, you know, there's a lot of people that are cats and, Really can't trust a cat. Anyway, uh, so there. Um, we had cats on our on our farm too, but they were more like half um, tigers. You I, listen, you don't want to be caught in a dark alley with any of the cats that were on our farm. They they just were there to like keep the mice away and all that kind of stuff. But they were they, you, listen. They 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 get you if you weren't looking at them and. And so, listen, I have a healthy mistrust for any of the felines uh, that run around. They just, you just can't, you can't trust them. And so, anyway, uh, and and, and so I remember one time, uh, one of the cats got stuck somewhere uh, in a barn thing, and I heard it, like, make a noise, and so I went to go help it. And so I reached my hand, I reached my hand there to kind of move the thing to get, and immediately, like, it stopped being a cat and became a demon, and his fangs came out. And he was <laughs> you know, like, you know, like so fast with his hand. And I was like, ah! Fine, die! I'm trying to help! I was so mad! I was like, what a stupid, stupid cat! Trying to help you! Trying to bite me, you moron! And finally, I just stuck my, I put a glove on, stuck my hand, you know, and and then it ran off. And I was like, you didn't even say thank you. (laughs) i saved your life. You know how many people act like this? When they're isolated and hurt, and you're trying to help them, and you try to reach out a hand, they're like, (laughs) you're like, you know what, Fine. Because there's something inside of us that when we say it's all on me The only help we think we're getting are people that trying to help themselves And it's hurtful And so we 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 defend ourselves we push people away And we don't understand that God is trying to bring help one of my favorite um Books is Lord of the Rings, let's and there's a okay, easy okay, nerds in the front row unite. <laughs> um, so listen, I love it, it's a great book. Movies are great too, and um, one of the things I love about it is there's some deep spiritual significance through so many things you get in there's layers and all this kind of stuff. Uh, there's this one part where, um this uh, the the ring is like the the main thing of the if you've never seen the movies or book i'm going to ruin some stuff but that's all right uh it's been written a hundred years ago she should have read it uh so there's this there's this ring that is called the ring of power and it corrupts anybody who holds it and so there's this which is i mean there's so much deep spiritual things here and so this guy's been holding his name's bilbo terrible name uh and so he's holding this ring and um, this other guy that's trying to help him, also a weird name, Gandalf, uh, I don't know why everybody has weird names, but um, he's trying to help him, and he's holding on to this ring, and Gandalf says this one sentence, he says, I think you've had that ring far too long. And Bilbo claps back so bad. Oh, you won it for yourself! And this guy who's trying to help Bilbo rises up, gets real loud. It's, It's a moment. But he says, like screams almost, I'm not trying to rob you. And then gets real quiet and says, I'm trying to help you. And so many times we think because we're always, we got this mindset that we're on our own, that God is trying to take something from us. Or if I let somebody in front of me, I'm going to lose out. Yeah. And we don't realize that there is not just enough for everyone. There's more than enough. And so so many of us need to train and retrain our brain to think God's not trying to get something from you. He's trying to get something to you. Yeah. And so when you hear, like when we talk about, oh, you need to be a growth track. You're like, what are you trying to get from me? Trying to, trying to give you a family at church. You, you just don't attend, but you belong to. You know? Oh, you, you talk about, oh, man, you should, you should tithe. This is going to set you up financially. What are you, are you trying to get my money? No. No. God's trying to bless you. No, but people think, "Oh, you're trying to get something from me. You're trying to. We we start talking. Oh man, once you go through growth track, then you can you can serve in all these different. Oh, you're trying to take my time. No, because everybody who's on the serve team right now knows you get more blessed by serving. Then there's so much more that comes to you by doing this. But listen, when you're in this mindset of it, I'm on my own and no one's, no one's going to help me, you think everybody's trying to take something from you. We talk about connect group. What are you trying to do? You're trying to give me best friends? <laughs> Tr- trying. You, 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 you yell a lot, so it's hard. <laughs> you, you know, I'm I just I, I'm literally talking about like developing friendships that are going to help you and be with you for the rest of your life. And people are like, oh, I don't even want to hear about a connect group, okay? God's not trying to take something from you. He's trying to get something to you. And until you realize that, you're going to start, you're going to be fighting alone and trying to fight for your space and line. But you realize, okay, I'm going to give everything to God, right? Don't trouble the teacher. No, I'm going to trouble the teacher. Cuz it's not trouble to God. And actually he wants it all. All of my Come on, God wants all of your crazy thoughts. God wants all of, it, it, just read through the Psalms. David was a mess. I mean, that that dude was I don't want to have coffee with that I mean, he just he, he's got some issues. But, but God said, oh, he's a man after my own heart. So that means that your issues do not disqualify you from being somebody that God says is after his own heart. So you can sit in front of him and tell him everything and put everything on him because this is what he wants. This is why First Peter, I love First Peter. It says this, First Peter chapter 5 talks about this, so humble yourself, verse 6 so humble yourselves under the mighty power of God and at the right time he will lift you up in honor give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you so every time I walk in front of God I'm not listening to anybody say oh don't trouble him, I'm like no God said to trouble him I'm going to back up all of my stuff and worries and cares and I'm not on my own anymore God is fighting for me in every situation and so every prayer is heard and every time I get to my knees God starts working and every moment that I open up my heart God says I'm going to do something I know it might seem like it might be late but it's not too late for me and it's not too late for what I'm going to do I'm right on time with all of your prayers with all of your stuff I'm going to work on this if you only open up your heart if you only open up your heart to me Because then the next verse, Jesus what? Overhears. Mark chapter 5, verse 36. Jesus overhears it. And what did he say? Don't be afraid. Just have faith. Interesting to me that he says don't be afraid. He didn't say don't have fear. He said don't be afraid. Afraid, Because when we let trouble sit with us too long on our own, what happens is we become it. You don't have fear, you become fearful. You don't have fear, you become fearful. You don't have a financial problem, you just see lack everywhere. You don't have a forgiveness problem, you don't forgive anyone. you start becoming things that you never should become and when you start becoming those issues it starts speaking to your identity and when your identity starts getting rocked it is hard to get help from anyone jesus said don't be don't be it and then he said just have faith and I would think, if I was Jarius, what do you mean have faith? What do you mean have faith? My daughter is not dying. She's dead. And we can go through the lines of all the different dreams or thoughts or plans that we... Think, not they're not working right now. They're dead on arrival. And to have faith is actually, it actually hurts more. Because you're saying to let hope fill my heart again. I don't want to have hope because hope hurts too much. Let me actually just deal with the loss and give me, Jesus, a little sympathy or empathy even better. But don't ask me to believe because the thing is already done. It's already dead. So let me deal with it instead of believe for it. Come on church, some of you are dealing with things instead of believing for so some of you right now you're dealing with it you're trying to deal with it and Jesus is saying I want you to believe for it and you're saying don't ask me to believe for it it hurts too much i'd rather just move on just just help me move on and here's what i want us to see Jesus says has says have faith and you think How how can Jairus have faith? He just got told his daughter is dead. And I believe Jesus is saying, have faith. And all the while, you see this woman who was on death's doorstep. Twelve years, tried to find something to fix her. And in a moment, Jesus fixed her. And Jesus is telling Jairus, have faith as this woman is right in front of Jairus's eyes. No, 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 look. The person that he thought was cutting in line was actually the person that was giving him faith, not to quit. No, no, no. The person that you thought was stealing your answer is actually giving you faith not to quit. The person that you thought is actually the one who took the last, so your daughter couldn't have it, is actually now starting to give you faith that Jesus can do this too. All of a sudden, now the person that you looked at that said, no, 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 what what is happening at this moment is Jesus is saying, look, look at this woman, and he's whispering to Jerry, don't be afraid hey, stand to our feet. Jarius is looking at the woman he thought stole his spot, but now is giving him encouragement, not to this is what unlocks generosity. This is what unlocks love and care and mercy in your life. It's when you understand I'm not losing my spot. I'm just opening up more avenues for God to do work. And God will do work in my life. But I'm going to back up and say you first you first because the more I see God do the more faith come on the more I see God do things the more faith builds up in my heart The more things I see God do in people's lives, the more faith that says God can do it in mine too. The more things I see God do, the more miracles I see, the more faith that's built up on the inside of me. I'm not thinking, oh, he's running out. I'm thinking, man, I can't wait till God gets his hands on my life. Because if he did it in their life, he'll do it in my life. If he did it in their life, he'll do it in my life. If he did it in their finances, he'll do it in my finances. If he did it in their health, he'll do it in my health. If he did it in their marriage, he'll do it in my marriage. If he did it in their relationship, he'll do it in my relationship. If he did it in their future plans, he'll do it in my future plans. God is going to work no matter what. If he does it in them, he'll do it in me. I know it. He's not going to run out. He's not going to run out. So Jairus is walking to his home. And i got to believe the only picture he has in his mind is that woman completely healed and thinking, God, just do it. And my dead daughter, because I know she can't breathe now, but God, I'm I'm praying that the breath is going to come back into her lungs. And Jesus says, I want to read this. Verse 41, holding her hand. He said to her, kum, which means little girl, get up. And I got to believe that Jesus, as we're letting people, come on. This is why the story offering, this story offering is so important. Because what are we doing? We're letting people go ahead of us. Come on, we're letting people go ahead of us. We got a a local family Christmas party that we're saying, come on. You guys come. We're going to bless you. We've got a kid's wing that we're going to redo and we're making room for more people to come to our church. We're making room and we're saying, you go first. And does that mean that everybody else has got all their answers? No. Does it mean that your finances are perfect? No. Does it mean your health is perfect? No. But you're letting people go in front of you and you're going to see God do miracles in their life. And when God does miracles in their life, it's going to give you faith to know that God is going to do it in yours too and Jesus said little girl get up and I I, got to believe that God is looking at you right now and he's whispering to you and saying dreams get up finances get up health get up Come on, marriages, get up. Relationships, get up. Future dreams and plans, get up. You're feeling that from the spirit of the living God at this moment. And I know that it is so hard. But I want to I want to tell you Absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt doubt, you are next. You are next. I don't care how many people you see that might go in front of you. God hasn't lost you. That's right. That's right. God, God hasn't misplaced you. Or puts you way back in line that he doesn't see you. Because he overhears the lies that are being whispered to your spirit. And he looks at you and whispers, don't be afraid, just believe. So all over this room, come on, let's all over this room, let's create an atmosphere where faith is just real high. All over this room, let's lift up our hands to God.